Good day, good day, good day. It is Tuesday, 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 our favorite day of the week, (laughs) where we come on um, broadcasting uh, from the Holistic Life podcast here in the Columbus, Ohio region. I am your host, Shelby Frederick, also known as Lady Jules, and we are delighted to be back here for another um, episode this week. Um, I wanted to uh, briefly go ahead and get into our topic of discussion on today. You know, there are so many things that's connected to our health and our wellness, and it's just amazing how um, God has created our bodies um, to be just how it's just um, interconnected, interconnected with our spirit, uh, the soul, and the body, and having an understanding that one has a direct impact on the other, and that we cannot neglect um, any area of our of our life, um, any area of our, our being. And so um, I'm going to be kind of transitioning over into uh, women's health series, and uh, I want to start today I'm just talking about um, some health tips that um, the woman who is over the age of 40, these are some things that we need to know. You know, as um, a woman uh, who is 52, or will be 52 in September, you know, there are just a number of things that begin to happen um, to us physically. And sometimes we don't understand what is going on uh, with our physical bodies because it's not something that we, um, that we talk about all the time. And I believe that is very important because there are some things that are physiological that impact our mental wellness, our emotional wellness, and that can even impact our spiritual wellness as well. So I'm gonna have the discussion, I'm gonna talk about it. Because again, I feel that it's very important, not just from um, just what I may have heard or something that I may have studied um, during my course of studies, but this is something that I know um, being a woman, so I know this from experience and Some of the things that begin to um, happen is that we know that as we get older, that our our level of wisdom increases. Uh, Our level of compassion also increases, but we cannot, again, neglect or ignore our, our health. And sometimes the challenges that come with our physical health. Now, Statistics do show that more than 90% of older adults have at least one chronic condition and more than 75% have more than one. And so even if you take a look at um, your own family dynamics, um, look at maybe even some of your friends, um, your circle of influence, we can see that this is true. Um, One of the things that becomes very important 
is that even though this is what statistics say, that we know that when we give the body what it needs, that the body actually has the ability to heal itself. So this is why it's important for us to have an understanding of self-awareness, to um, have an understanding of uh, the importance of, of knowing you know, the different cycles and the different changes that come in life. Why? So that we can go through them gracefully. Um, there, are, there are some things that we don't have to uh, necessarily experience um, when we are knowledgeable about what's going on. And so um, if you are a woman that is tapping in, or even if you are a male that is connected to a woman um, that is over the age of 40, um, go ahead and like and share this. Share this out to your feed because this is gonna be really good today. Now, we have natural changes such as menopause that we have to take into account. And also you have to look at your family medical history because these play a part but again, having a healthy lifestyle can help us to stay strong, can help us to continue to be independent in the years ahead. So I'm gonna to begin to share, again, taking a look at some of these tips uh, to help us to maintain our health as we get older, as we age. Or I like to say as we mature, because I always tell people I am not old. <laughs> I am not old but I am maturing. Now, when you talk about dealing with menopause, dealing with menopause, uh, what are some tips that I can share with us on today concerning menopause? Well, the first tip you hear people talk about hot flashes, right? So we want to stay cool. We have to stay cool. So hot flashes, they can make us very, very uncomfortable. They can disrupt your sleep but you can reduce them by limiting triggers such as those that drink alcohol and also caffeine. Another tip for staying cool would be to dress in layers, to dress in layers. That way, if you get too warm, that you can begin to take some of those layers off. And another tip would be to keep a fan next to your bed, to keep a fan next to your bed. Now, I know one of the things that I always have that I begin to notice about myself uh, when it comes to um, being in premenopause is that if I consume too much sugar, that I have more hot flashes um, at night. I have more hot flashes at night. And so I became intentional about two years ago um, doing, um, doing um, intermittent fasting and I use uh, decreasing my sugar consumption as one of my goals. And I can honestly say, um, I can honestly say that it, it, it significantly, it significantly um, reduced the, the number of uh, hot flashes that I was having. I wasn't having all of the sugar cravings anymore. And listen, I used to be a chocoholic. Like I would buy bags of chocolate and would just consume it. Um, but once I, you know, went through the intermittent fasting, it was about like 90 days and I began to decrease and, and almost pretty much wean myself off of um, having a lot of uh, eating a lot, a lot of sugar um, that I don't have them as much. 
I can't even eat like chocolates and sweets. I can't even consume it like that. So we do have the ability to train our physical bodies to, you know, those things like sugar, like white sugar is like bad for us. But we have the ability to train our bodies in order to um, get us off of these things that really aren't aren't good for us. That really aren't good for us. Pastor Legenda, I am going to come back and I'm going to um, to answer to answer your question because that is something that um, that a lot of people um, they want to know. Like, when is this ever going to end? So the first thing with dealing with menopause is to stay cool. The second would be to manage your stress. Stress can aggravate hot flashes and not only hot flashes, but other symptoms of menopause. And so what are the, some of the things, you know, if you've been following along in the podcast, I have really been giving us some um, practical things that we can use and do to uh, decrease um, and to help us to manage the stress that is in our, our daily life. Um, but some of those things would be to meditate, uh, meditate daily and then of course you know um, reading reading your scripture um, thinking positive um, staying um, um, alert in what you are what you are actually thinking and meditating upon so manage your stress would be number two number three would be to lose weight lose weight now I'm gonna be very transparent um, in this in this broadcast today. Um, because I've always been very, very thin. The most that I have ever weighed in my life was when I was pregnant with my children. And I, I gained about 25 pounds and I've never went over 149 pounds. So I've always been very skinny, um, very petite, very thin. And so what I began to notice is that I started to get, I call it the, the menopause belly. And that doesn't look too, too, too good on if you're already a stick. <laughs> if you're already thin and then you have this pouch that's, that's there. And so it, it causes you to, you know, you can kind of feel some kind of way. But listen, managing your weight. One of the things that begin to happen is that our muscles shrink and our metabolism begins to slow down as we age. So the distribution of body fat also changes. So more of those pounds actually wind up around the waist, increasing our risk for heart conditions and for diabetes. So we want to fight that by eating less, exercising more, finding what it is that you need to consume for your body, finding out those things that you need that are going to help you to keep the weight off. And these things we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about. Now, the next one that I want to mention is talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Your doctor can tell you whether or not you are a candidate for hormone replacement therapy or some other treatment. And so always, you should always have a doctor where you can feel free to share your concerns and also your questions and make sure that they are getting answered so that you are making the best decisions when it comes to your health, when it comes to your health. Now, I don't know about you all, but um, I, I know that I am a little behind on some of the, um, some of the testings um, that I know that I'm supposed to get once you turn 50. And that was because we were in the pandemic. 
and I was even listening to um, uh, the news had a story on the, even this morning and it was talking about because of the shutdowns that we have had and when you know you weren't able to get in to get your um, your regular um, examinations um, that there was a a four percent increase in the number of breast cancer diagnoses that were um, deemed to be incurable all over this two-year period and so um, of course that alerted alerted me you know for for us you know to make sure that we are staying on top of making sure that we are getting our examinations you know making sure that um, if something does not feel right to call your doctor um, so that things can be caught in the early stages so that you have a better chance of not only um, surviving, but finding some of the natural remedies um, that instead of taking some of the medications and other things that cause additional um, additional uh, issues within, within our body. So talking with your doctor becomes very important. Now, let's talk about staying physically fit. Staying physically fit. As thin as I am, and even one that's been in the military, even one that knows all about physical fitness, um, it's just something that I just did not like doing. Um, I do not like working out. I do not like running, um, but I have gotten a, come to love walking. And so um, I, we have to be concerned about the condition of our heart because you're about five times more likely to have heart disease after you turn over 40. So aerobic exercise, um, walking, um, eating a diet that's high in fiber and low in the unhealthy fats can help your heart to stay strong um, and, and healthy. And so these are the things, you know, and, and listen, we're not talking against, you know, not having faith or anything, anything like that. We're specifically, talking today about the the physical things that we are responsible for maintaining our temple so condition your heart the second thing would be to build your muscles so you can slow down muscle loss and we can actually thicken our bones with strength training so what does that look like lifting weights or try movements that where you use your own body weight for resistance this would be things, um, exercises such as doing planks or doing uh, push-ups. We want to continue to build our muscles. And these things, again, when you do the things that is necessary, that your body has the ability to not only maintain itself, but it has the, the ability to even heal itself. So build your muscles um, by doing planks, um, push-ups, lifting weights whatever is going to work for you. Now, the next thing is you want to increase your balance, increase your balance. Why do we think that um, when we get older that you see a lot of um, elderly people having more falls? Well, they're having more falls because they're not steady on their feet. So practicing um, uh, like standing on one foot while you're talking on the phone. Um, doing those different types of exercises where you are actually helping to increase your balance is going to help you 
stay more steady on your feet. The next tip would be to ask a trainer. So if you have stiff hips or if you have a sore back, you may need to enlist the help and the assistance of a professional trainer because they're gonna be specialized in what we call corrective fitness that will help you to target the areas that you need to limber up, that you need to limber up. What are some other health tips for women over 40? This is a big one. Sleep well. Sleep well. How many of you find it hard to fall asleep and stay asleep? Sometimes that's me. Sometimes I get that way. But I actually have a friend that has a a product that's called a nighttime body batter. And if you want more information, um, I can you can inbox me and I'll, I'll get you that information. But um, the nighttime body batter, listen, I have to take it at like nine o'clock because otherwise I will sleep through my prayer time. It works. It works with your fits with your with your internals. And I'm telling you, it's it's the bomb. So ask me about the nighttime body batter. But Another way to help you to sleep well is to stick to a consistent schedule and then to block out any nighttime noises. So we should not be sleeping with our um, with our with our phones. You know, um, some people some people still sleep with their phones right next to them. I can't I can't do that. My family and those that know me know that if you want to get a hold of me at nighttime call my husband's phone because my ringer goes off my ringer goes off another thing that you can do to block out the nighttime noises would also be to um, to turn your notifications off so you can literally set your notifications off on your phone Um, but I like it when people call him and and don't ring my don't ring my phone at night (laughs) so sleep well sleep well the second thing would be to watch your blood pressure because our blood pressure and our heart rate rises as plaque deposits begin to stiffen the arteries over the years. So losing weight, exercising, limiting salt may help you to avoid needing um, any type of medication. So again, these are things that we can do naturally to help to uh, keep our blood pressure intact. Now, the next thing would be to screen for cancer. Uh, We know that as our age increases, so does the risk of many different forms of cancer. You also want to make sure that you are talking with your doctor about any screening tests that spot cancers early so that they're easier to treat and to cure. So we can't be afraid to to have these discussions. We cannot be afraid to have these discussions. The next thing would be to check your hearing. Check your hearing. Are you noticing um, any signs of age-related hearing loss? You have to make sure that we are shielding our ears from any loud and persistent noises by lowering the volume on our media devices. And sometimes we have to wear earplugs when necessary. Wear earplugs when necessary. Number five would be to protect your vision. So you want to ensure that your eyeglass and your contact lens prescriptions are up to date. 
And if you're if you're having trouble reading the fine print, you probably need to make an appointment to see the ophthalmologist. Now, while no studies have been shown uh, ways to prevent cataracts, regular eye exams and managing the conditions like diabetes can also help. So we want to protect our vision. And then lastly, you just want to remain engaged. Stay connected. That is so essential for us for what we call vibrant aging. Cultivate close relationships. Learn something new. Um, you may still have enough mobility, you know, as to be able to assist someone that may not have the mobility that you have. But when we are remaining engaged, when we are staying connected, you know, you may join um, a support group. Uh, you may join a fitness group, but that connectivity is so very important as we are um, as we are, are are getting getting older. And so, again, staying informed and making healthy lifestyle choices can help us to not only prevent, but we want, but it will also help us to manage many of the conditions that come as we are getting older. So if you are a woman that is over the age of 40, you want to start now maximizing your chances for staying mentally sharp and physically fit so that we can have a vibrant aging and that we can have really, you know, um, really the, the best life, you know, in our golden years. We do have the opportunity. We do have the control, but it is about doing the things that's needful doing the things um, that, that is necessary, um, understanding um, your own lifestyle, understanding your family medical history, because that still plays a part. So if you know that your family is prone to heart disease, then you want to early on do those things that are going to prevent it. If you know that there is a, 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 a diabetes that runs in your family, you know, do the things you know, that early on to prevent that. Same thing with high blood pressure. These are things that we do have the ability to, um, to control and to, to stay fit and so that um, we're not um, having the aches and the pains. And even if you are having the aches and the pains, you still have the ability um, to, to be vibrant as you are getting older. So that is what I wanted to share with us on today. I pray that it has been a blessing to you. Um, Pastor Legenda, I will pop that, uh, the answer um, to your question um, concerning uh, menopause and does it, does it ever stop? Because again, these are questions that we, that we want answers to. And um, again, I'm just doing my part by sharing some of the practical things that we can do for our physical body for our physical body to be, um, be in health, even as our soul is prospering. So thank you for tuning into today's um, podcast. Um, we will be back here on next week, same time, same place. Um, have a fantabulous rest of your day and we shall catch you soon on the airways. Bye-bye. Thank you.